0: hello and welcome to another episode of lighthouse projector series with your hosts anita keen And Juliet Stapleton. Um, You see all the information here on screen about us and check out show notes if you want to follow us. But let me just um, summarize again and remind you if you have seen or listened to other episodes, the Lighthouse Projector Series, we call it Human Design Conversations for All because although both of us are projectors, uh, Anita is an emotional projector, 5-1, I am a splenic projector, 1-3. We're here to guide you, but we want to to have a very all-inclusive conversation every time even when the conversation goes about a specific type and today we are going to talk about projectors and something that is really specific to projector type but if you're not a projector don't tune out in fact tune in because in every relationships, there's two people involved at least, right? And so everybody is responsible for how this, this relationship will go. And therefore being aware of what or how the other person is operating based on their design is actually invaluable invaluable uh, awareness, invaluable skill to be able to determine, you know, that, okay, I'm dealing with this odd creature here because, hey, guys, projector is a diagnosis, right? It's not like the normal person, the operation of a projector. In fact, all non-energy types are a bit odd. You know, manifestors are definitely not what the world thinks we all should be, right? But that's because the world is 70% generators. And you guys also condition every the rest of us, you know, when we're in groups into being generators too. So we kind of have this one way of being and conditioning and all these things. But then we we when we hone in on how do these projector guys work uh, and it's very, very different. And it's so different that like if you're a generator, you could be surprised the way the way we are and it's i think it's all about how our is are shaped because we are talking about the mechanics of energy and interaction this is no no magic stuff nothing this is literally almost it's not physical it's metaphysical probably but it's 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 just the mechanics of how things interact how they interject and what happens when that interaction happens energetic interactions between two people what happens within both of them um, it was very interesting um, the uh, inspiration for this episode actually happened with uh, me posting on facebook and i had this like little contemplation about my personal relationships that i'm building now with a generator guy and i find myself hyper fixating and hyper fixating to a point of exhaustion um, I was married for 20 years before that. My husband passed away early in 2023. And this domain is a completely, in a way, new domain. I forgot how to build a relation. I forgot how to date. I forgot how we interact. And what was became very, very obvious to me is that uh, I don't have a healthy approach to this. So I started asking myself why, of course, I looked at everything. I looked at how my brain operates. You know, I have a suspicion of uh, being an ADHD person. So uh, there's fixation there, you know, obviously from that side. Um, There is inability to disconnect. There is the need for dopamine. There is a need for and the dopamine that comes from connection to a very specific one. It's not like I just need to go and stimulate myself with something else. And and it's like addiction. It really is like addiction but then human design walks in and anita was the messenger of from the human design point of view and she messaged me and said juliet i have this great idea for another episode of lighthouse projector series and we should talk about this because this is something that is very typical for a projector because of our aura is shaped imagine like an ice cream cone we are laser focused on the other in fact the existential question for a projector is uh who is the other you know we are focused on the other we are completely confused when it comes to ourselves but we're so clear and we see within the other but energetically we penetrate them and so there it creates this energetic cord and Anita was saying, I would love to talk about this. I would love to talk about how can you separate from the other being a projector without a feeling that you have to almost like black and white vision of things. You have to break up with the person. You have to cut everything and all connection because you're constantly, constantly, constantly connected with that person. And of course, guys, loads of things happen when we experience that kind of connection you know we started with the romance and yes love is in itself this magical magical way of connecting to each other and you know almost responding to each other's feelings over distances and and this is there's is a lot of magic that's happening not magic that it's not real because it's absolutely real but yes there is that but how do you detach and some types uh generator types are so much better at that so much better at that Manifestor types so much better they don't even need anybody you know, reflectors, they're designed in a way that they're not going to be bothered. They can connect or maybe they reflect the connection. Like I was married to a reflector for three years. We had lovely relationships. But was he as connected into me as I was into him? Or was he reflecting my connection? That was That's an interesting question too. You know, so we just wanted to talk about this. And Anita, maybe I will ask you, and I know you said that in, in the voice message that you left me that day when we planned this episode. I will remind you what I want to ask you. You said that some people, like five ones, projectors, and people with certain gates, are much more likely to kind of interject with another. So maybe we can talk about this. And it applies to everyone, but there are sometimes, you know, people who are just more hooked up on others than, than others.
1: Absolutely. There's well this it's a complex subject, but if we start with the auras first. Um, I remember when we were chatting, we were talking about our, the projector energy probing and the manifestor energy embracing, um, which both are very true. But what, what, I, what I kept on thinking was uh, a temperature probe into a turkey to see how good it was. Right? I just kept on thinking of that actual interjection for us, right? Or that actual. But, actually, but truly, that is kind of what emotions move us to do at times when we're moving away from someone we immediately feel a fear that oh my god you know oh my god and we jump into fear interaction instead of the connection the beautiful connection that we have with the other person and when I say that um it's like as you say the separation and immediately feeling fear as opposed to the separation and just regaining your own energy reconnecting with your own energy in the knowing that you're going to meet that person next week like it's it's not the end of the world but what you're telling your body and your brain is oh my god he's going he's gone it's you know it's and
0: then I I just have to I'm going to interject very quickly guys one correction I think Anita you just I think you just miss so you said manifestor enveloping energy, it's the generator enveloping energy manifestors. They're like, oh, dense, yeah, oh, but, but that's meant... what you, we were talking yeah. about. The generator versus uh, projector connection. And what yeah. you described actually is so, so accurate. In my experience, this is exactly what happens. My guy leaves the door closes and I break like I break and he can go home and for a day or two feel absolutely happy that we have this connection and he holds it and he's just absolutely incredibly happy and he doesn't need to be in touch with me necessarily in this time and i am dead because i am all in this anxiety and fear and i need to connect and it feels like an addict you know (laughs) my drug is gone Uh, but this is exactly so so i'm sorry that i interrupted you but i just just thought that maybe i need to validate and correct absolutely
1: and that's the thing okay the generator but with us what happens is we with the fear then we're enmeshing yes and totally disconnecting rather than just reconnecting to yourself and so as projectors when we scan our connection instead of probe it i think it's a healthier dynamic so um the the, the generators I think a lot of it can boil down to our definition. Single definition people are very good at stepping in and stepping out. You know, the profile, the six profile, the five profile are very good at stepping in and stepping out. I would say myself, when I'm there, I'm all there. When I'm out, I'm all out. I'm not even thinking about you. Like, you know, it seems unrealistic, but um, the single definition will... The split definition has more difficulty separating. That's me. Um, Yeah, me too. Um, We have more difficulty separating. And the fourth line in the profile finds it difficult to separate because they're the bridge, though. If you knew how you're more healthily designed to connect, it really helps. The fourth line is the bridge. And the key there is Staying connected in your own energy as you interact with others, so it's not losing yourself in it when you and and then separating. But it's so easy because we're so driven by emotion in society that we forget that those natural connections of just being together, without any, you know, I just love being with you, you love being with me. Um, we forget that that energy in itself is how to. People create an energetic dynamic of love without interference of the emotion, right? There's no questions when you're with the person, it's when you separate. And so that's part of, probably one of the biggest things is how do you how are you designed to let go? Because very often, regardless of type, when we let go, we dive into our attachment issues.
0: Yes, that's it. That's yeah. it. You probably right. this is what in my YouTube search. <laughs> yeah. Everything this this next thing that I went into, I was like, Oh, my God, I have an anxious attachment style, which I actually don't, I actually have a very, very healthy attachment style. When I'm more sure about my relationships. But in the beginning, and with this thing that she said, Anita, I w- I have a question for you because you mentioned something and I think we need to unpack this. You said, you know, it's important that you scan the other person rather than probe them. So for me, this is unclear because so how can how can you practically, how does this look like, or what does it look like?
1: Okay, what does it look like? That's a brilliant question. <laughs> I've been trying to work this out myself. Um scanning the environment is realizing scanning the person because a projector can just walk into the room and read the room without anybody saying anything right we're energy managers actually manifestors can do similar and reflectors are just um so so let's stay focused in this when you are with someone and you're appreciating them for who they are and what they want and you're not interjecting or trying to fix or trying to. You're actually hearing what they're saying without trying to fix it. You are speaking without without attachment. You're you know you're just chatting, um, without the emotional attachment of needing to fix, needing to heal, needing to be accepted, needing to be acknowledged. I know this sounds weird because when you don't need that, you can scan the room and just chat to the person for who they are, yeah. as opposed to all the attachments. That come I was talking to a girl the other day or a woman the other day, and she was there, oh, you know I we, we got married and our 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 relationship went to pot. and I was there, well, well, you know marriage has a lot of emotional and um mental um, attachments and expectations that can ruin a, a relationship. So why don't you just be yourself and your, say Mary and Pat rather than marriage? Marriage is only a concept anyway, like it was already designed as a a contractual um, reflection of your assets and power. That was what marriage was, you know, a contract to to strengthen assets and money and power. And so when we're scanning
0: our environment, we're kind of taking it as it is. I think it's the Um, hardest thing. You know what what resonated with me, especially when you started saying, you know, you you can do it without fixing. So you're the fifth line person, uh, Mm. which means that the underlying, I I don't know what your motivation, I don't remember what your motivation is in human design, Mm. uh, Mm. but the fifth line color is guilt right it's it's the Mm -hmm. color of guilt which is actually the being of service and fixing is that energy when you Mm -hmm. want to fix you're very good at that you know anyone with the fifth line and good at that Uh, but i think what happens here with this with these things we're trying to do it where the root of these things are i think it's in your conscious line shadow of your personality line so i am a first line And of course for me it's the security in relationships is what the triggers so i am there with the person and my issue is that they haven't told me enough or haven't told me yet that it's very secure and they love me and you know i am there there's no black and white bottom line and as long as there's because it's a fear motivation you know and as long as first color as long as there's no bottom line i'm going to be anxious and that was really big so the second line you know let's think about it. it's the hope you know it's like things will figure themselves out if but as long as they're not figuring out they're trying to get you know is this a perfect person you know they're just kind of like grabbing onto that person looking for answers in them within and not within themselves that's where the anxiety will come from you know and the third line you know am i am i good enough will they find out that i am not perfect you know that's the biggest big hookup you know my god one day they she will he will find out i'm not a superman not a superwoman you know and then there's the anxiety or they expect me their expectations they expect me to be this or that and 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 i find that every third line person that i know have that hookup when three is the first um first line especially in these kind of the hookup that creates this anxiety when the other leaves you know what are we hooked up on you know it's so hard the fourth line you mentioned um Mm -hmm. you know um what What was it will they like me do they like me enough (laughs) that's what the fourth line the fourth line wants to wants wants to be liked and then the fifth line wants to fix and and the sixth line the sixth line is mm, perfection probably as well is it the perfect partner
1: for Isn't me, do they the see me? Line, yeah, the sixth line can be, you know, the three line for the first 30 years of its life. And then it moves into, um, so the three line is kind of, to me, bumping into life sometimes. Oh, yes, like,
0: totally. Oh, yeah. Yes, here.
1: You know, so, so, and then kind of steps back and kind of goes, hang on, bumping into life kind of hurts. I don't really want to keep doing that. I want to be more discerning about how I move forward. But in relationship, the sixth line is always looking always seeking a partner always seeking. yeah
0: it's about Um, the perfect partner isn't it it's perfect relationships the perfection the 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 full harmony and balance and and you know evaluating that all the time so unless you feel that this is perfect partnership you're going to be anxious you're going to be insecure and the color the color of innocence where again you're an observer you're kind of in it you're kind of doing it but you have to have both you have to be both Mm. and and stepping back but you're not you're kind of anxious you're grabbing onto a person you're and that's where the anxiety comes from so it's very interesting to understand when your hyperfixation happens spe- specifically if you're a projector also what it triggers and i think that the profile lines give us uh, a very good insight at least at the first level of course there's so many nuances
1: yeah but well, that, the, yeah. the first thing we need to consider is our is how we actually process information so our reticular activation system literally you think something our reticular activation system is our way of processing thoughts, and it kind of filters the thoughts so that um, so that all the uh, information that's around the place doesn't overwhelm us, right? But so what it does, if you're thinking something, your reticular activation system scans your environment for more of it to confirm it. Does it make it true? Which is interesting because a lot of people think I think it's so it's true. Not the case. No. So when you're in, when you're afraid, you can be sitting on the couch thinking about something and it, your body thinks there's a bear in front of you when you're anxious your body thinks you're in mortal danger and so you're creating all these chemicals that seem to confirm that the fear is true so but it's really just that your your thought is activating your brain to create those chemicals so when we leave someone and we think about them it's so easy to hyperfixate. Because we're constantly seeing evidence. They're not there. They're not there. Where am I going to see them again? They're not there, right? So it builds up anxiety in the body. Um, What can be really, um, when you know that, you can actually step back and start breathing deeply and realign your system. um, Potentially, you know, um, dissolving any cords that you've set up through that meeting so that you can regain your integrity again your 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 autonomy again as a person and there was another thing that I was good so that's the first thing regardless of type regardless of the difficulties and struggles that we have Um, the second thing is I did relations I'm a relationship coach I trained with Gay and Katie Hendricks and the Hendricks Institute and they actually showed us how the energetic connections happen without words so if you hug someone, um, if you're afraid of getting into a relationship, you might be physically hugging them, but your energy contracts inside. So you're not actually connecting, right? When you step back from someone, what happens to you? You can very easily see what your separation yes. um, tendency is by just physically hugging someone, Um, if you have to hug someone heart to heart for maybe I think it's about 30 seconds and you start feeling the connection stepping in the love connection and when you step back do you contract do you stay expanded are you still with them are you you know it's a me it's it's an experiment for us we have learned such an, an enmeshed tribal if you don't do this if you do this there's repercussions if you don't do that there's repercussions you have to do it this way because this is how you fit in the tribe so when we feel genuine love with people it can scare the shit out of us for, for want of it can really scare us um and that's normal
0: Yes, I know, not easy but but it's it's really it's really is a special thing. Actually while you were talking I know that we we kind of jumped into the romantic relationship simply because that's what caused this whole thing, but I always make a connection because I know a lot of people who are listening. This is not we're not relationships coaches who are active coaches, right? We're talking about visibility, money, prosperity. So, how does this apply to business and marketing. And the truth is that that we develop very similar relationships with our clients, with our potential clients, we do get really connected, especially on zoom calls. I don't know about you, Anita, but I know I inter I, I connect energetically so deeply with people on the calls that when I am uh, with a manifesting generator generator type, especially pure generator type, I find that that this energy is it lingers. It stays with me. The cord is so strong. Uh, if if obviously if I really like the person, then it's one thing. But when you, I mean, I'm not talking about clients, but when you are, when you're with someone who can be a bit heavy, and mm-hmm. then you take that home, mm-hmm. yeah. that takes over your life. That takes yeah. over your. The for me, I had a client who was a pure generator, who wasn't a perfect client. You know, lovely person, but just not a perfect correct client or person for me and i had to cancel everything if i had a call with this client i had i had to keep my day open which means no extra income because you can't take energetically anyone you can't talk to anyone you're cooked at the end of that because you're taking this home so you mentioned something you mentioned uh, something about cutting cords do you have hmm. any practical tips or something how to do that because uh, what happens is that we we talk a lot about cutting cords but how we're not just explaining and i really would love to have this these are the, the greatest tools to have simple yeah. techniques
1: it really is. It's just really cool because you can be just as attached. Like we have relationships with everything. So you can be just as attached to a place or to money or to yeah. a job as you can be to a person. Right. It's how are you? I think the key is how are you designed to connect with someone and how are you designed to step back into your space?
0: Yes. How do you do it
1: without dragging all their energy with you? Now, when we say push pull energetically, we're actually energetically pushing someone away. You'll know it with the manifester. Yeah, example. When you tell them what to do, they hate it. So you know, you tell them, you feel immediate resistance, right? Um, but when the the, the the there's beautiful exercises that I use, especially as a projector, because it's so easy to jump in, um, is the cord cutting. Um, if when you put your feet on the ground. Um, you can literally take a few deep breaths into your belly and just literally literally say very simply i'm sending all their energy back to them with love or under grace and i'm reclaiming all my energy and click your fingers you're intentionally saying off you go good luck see you next week and and intentionally stepping back into your own space it's a beautiful, like sometimes I use the angels because it can be difficult. You know, as you said, the, the two and the five line profile can set up a karmic connection with people that can be very sticky. Um, When I say sticky, emotionally, emotionally driven rather than the natural connection. So sometimes I use the angels our Archangel Michael to say, help me cut the cords here because I'm finding it difficult to step back. And help me to step back in a way that I'm not terrified that I don't go into all my anxieties about reconnecting again, you know. So we're literally consciously instructing our mind to say, it's okay. there's no bear and we don't have to be in fear when we're not with someone, you know, and we can learn, relearn, learn how to um, be with someone and not get lost with someone. So it's very simple. Even leaving a place, when I leave Glen Bay, I love it. It's my favorite place on the planet. And I, at- I actually cut the cords on. I actually say goodbye. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I don't say goodbye. I always say, or oh, revoir, or good luck. Or What happens is we're not completing them. So we're dragging all that's this it. energy with us. We're dragging it around. And that's the weight. Wanting to fix someone is the weight. Wanting to be with someone is the weight that connects us to them so when we can just just hand it back and giving back all my energy back to those who who have drawn from me and i take back mine um it's just it's just magical like you can even feel the energy of that it's a very gentle very simple way but what we're also doing is saying to the body you can calm down it's not the end of the world that i'm walking away now (laughs) because what can happen as you know with with any relationship, even with work, I can't leave because...
0: Oh, what? yes. Oh, with your business, running your business, you know, checking out, so check, checking social media all the time. This kind yeah. of type of overfixation still have to do with people. It still yeah. have to do with others, yeah. you know, and or um, I had when when my personal relationships was at, you know, it's steady. I was married and, you know, there was love and everything. I didn't need to worry about it. It was always people I worked for. It was always my boss. There was always drama and anxiety and all these things because you can't co- come home and just detach from work. And rest and recharge. And yet, I know personally people who like say a lot of people generator types now, they can take time off, they can block things off, they can just zombie it out as some of them say, and after that, they get back to okay, and then they get back to normal. Whereas for me, it's it's either, you know, it's black and white. You cut and you run, and you never see them again. And maybe <laughs> in 20, 30 years, I will recover. And that's an I experience know. I had. I had people I was hooked up for 20, 30 years. They were still mm-hmm. at the back, and the only way is never to see them again. But that's not doable guys that's not that's not the truth and actually i have used exercises uh for cutting the cords here's my uh, if i may share um when you're hooked up on someone that is a really really strong connection like this it requires a lot of deep inner work you have to understand why you're hooked up you have to understand it could be because of your energetic cord it could be that energetic cord is also um connected to the way your brain works this is where for me to realize that there might be a possibility that i have a ADHD. It was an eye-opening, life-changing experience. I do not need anyone to come in and say, yes, you have or no, you don't, because I know that I do. And the way it shows is that there's such a fixation on someone that this is the only way to get a certain feeling the 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 being with that person or 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 connecting to that person or talking i don't know in any way so it's a very specific drug yeah and so your brain gets hooked up on that so understanding that is very important but with the smaller what what happens with the exercise and i did what you suggested and successfully actually Mm -hmm. um and the reason why i started saying that you know deeper work is required because you can try something like this and it doesn't work and you're like ah it doesn't work it does It does, but it's like a muscle. If you have never done it and you don't believe in it, if you so believe is an intention, if you don't actually intend when you are cutting cord or any tool you want, any technique, Anita's is only one off. You can Google many, many other ways, right? There's so many other ways, whichever appeals to you is the right way for you. But you have to practice like with everything. Right. It's like in human design, you have to practice following your uh, strategy and authority. Sometimes you will, sometimes you want even over the years, you know, you'll never be perfect. Humans are not perfect. You have to practice. Sometimes it's better, sometimes it's worse. But when you do it, uh, first of all, you will find your grounding. When you practice this, you will know that, OK, you know, uh, we're separating either. It's a, you know, the client that does your head in or, or takes you energetically, takes over you. A person maybe love relationships, anything. Start doing it and don't expect miracles straight away. That's such key. And this is my heartfelt advice, you know, because when you start practicing it after a few times, you will start noticing that this is making a difference. It might not make a difference from the first time. I I felt so I just felt compelled now to say it because these kind of things, you know, sometimes we try and, you know, the lightning bolt didn't strike. And so it doesn't work, but it really is powerful. It really Mm -hmm. is powerful to send the energy back to uh, found grounding within yourself, whichever way you come to that, that has to be the goal. Trust me, when you set yourself a goal to discover how you can ground yourself, the information, the techniques, the methods will come into your life pretty quickly. Like we manifest so quickly, the moment we start really truly intending to get somewhere, right? Yeah. And I thought that I think that this is really important and for everyone, it's important because it's not just, you know, okay we are projectors. We have this, you know, our we are we only learn about ourselves through the other. You know, the other in our life is important. We cannot exist without the other in our lives. That's how we are designed to operate. It's through the other. Everything happens. But a generator doesn't need the other they're lovely, they're group creatures, they, of course, they, you know, they, they, they are creators, they need to mate, they need to create. So yeah, they're this kind of like a, you know, constantly dividing cell creature. Uh, but they can be on their own, yeah. they can be happy on their own, complete yeah. contentment, That's which true. I, with all the resting that projectors need to do, it's never complete contentment for me personally, unless mm. I'm with the correct person one yeah.
1: that's a very good point and, and i want to pull out there something that you said about the fixation remember we interact um, i remember watching a podcast with you and robin Wynn, we interact via our profile all the time with that we consistently do that what i keep saying to saying to people is that when you're in fear focus becomes fixation when you're in physiological fear focus becomes fixation the other side of fixation is zoning out altogether, right? But the middle ground, when we're in balance, our superpower, which is focus, becomes our superpower. We can focus on something instead of being attached to it. So when we're in fear, which is emotion-driven, right, amygdala-driven, now we're fixated. Really yes. fixated because we're fighting with someone or because we're, you know, so that's one thing that we need to remember, that this is within our control too. You know, that we can say, oh, I'm fixated. I need to back off because I know people and I've been there myself, Who even with work, even the thought of stepping back from my desk and going out and doing something fun, um, I used to find it actually hard to do because yes. we used stress as our main motivator. So if I'm not working, who am i am like, Oh, my God, what do I do? I'm not. You, know, you see people who retire that lose it because they don't know who they are without the, the other, and this is where human design really comes in. We do know, know who we are with the other. We can choose our relationships now. We don't have to bump into them. We can choose them. It's a very intentional, as you said, right? The other thing that I would say is with the generators, they need someone to bring their energy to the throat also, you know? Manifesting generators have a little bit, sometimes the generator, and this is why the projector generator relationship can be so powerful because it's a beautiful symbiosis of two types that I have the ideas says the projector and I have the energy says the generator and you know let's share it can be just a superb interaction and you're and you're right I just wanted to make that clear because sometimes we act in relationships that the, 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 the fear with the relationship is that if I don't have the other I'm nothing and I just want to point that out that that's not the case. Um, we are we're amazing human beings in our own right. And when we chill out about it, we start to meet people. So great example just to um, it's
0: it's very it's very it's very good. Um, one thing you you just said there about you know that we're bringing energy to the throat guys. Uh, some generators do have defined throat centers, you know, like I, I am dating one. but they might there might be energy split. You know, so the, it's not like a single split, right? And the energy is not coming from the motor center. That's what makes them... Uh, generators are not manifesting generators. So, so yes, but what I find as well with, with especially with projector and generator connection, um, there is a lot of complementary energy, but there's this guidance that just shows. The projector can see if the generator is open, To then the projector can see within and and you know the the actual interaction with the correct people is is fantastic and i think that this is why it's so difficult as well you know it's like addiction you you see so clearly in the other Mm, the generator doesn't need to speak because their body does the speaking they just have to sigh or just mumble something or you know just grunts and and you're like okay your body just told me everything i need to know you know mm-hmm. so you validated everything i need to know but the moment you leave this connection that i have like i am now have no other to see into and yes you're right but i really love it and i think i already kind of went talking about this but the, the whole fear understanding what specific angle of fear you have mm-hmm human design profile lines personality profile lines look into the shadows look where it's in the not self that will give you so many you know clues the way i you know the way i tweet personally use that you know to ground myself is that i i try and find okay so what's going on here why am i feeling this fear because what what you Anita, said it's exactly the truth the body doesn't know you don't have an immediate threat like an, you know, angry bear in front of you, Uh, the, the, the brain is actually stupid enough not to make a difference between some hypothetical thought and the real danger it it makes your body react exactly the same so you're going into spasms you're going into you know feeling out of breath and and it's insane and and then you think where does this come from so you're again coming back to relying on your thoughts and thoughts are liars thoughts <laughs> are liars I, I have a and i have a chapter in my book called um cockroaches in your head a common russian saying um this is very common this you know what what they call annoying negative thoughts. you know. I think Dr. Aman, uh, Daniel Aman, in his book, Change Your Brain, Change Your Life, he call, talks about um, annoying negative thoughts. When I read that chapter, and I already published my book by then, I was like, my God, this is it. This is it. We have these things, but th- these are the thoughts. We are the awareness behind. We have to have the awareness behind the thoughts. The thoughts is your mind. And in human design, it's very simple how it's explained. So our mind gets hooked up on the conditioning fixated on our condition on our shadows and then tries to explain it some logical way and sabotage us instead of for us to be in our bodies and to you know operate with the natural way the mind is there and it's loud and it takes over and so this whole process of deconditioning is is in a way a process of being aware, aware that your thoughts are liars your thoughts are not you your thoughts are not self you cannot trust them one of the exercises that i have found and i I am doing now guys every time i have anxiety if i wake up with anxiety and there's a lot of it as i mentioned you know because i feel like a teenager there's no clue um in relationships but i do that with clients i do that with work now i literally i bought myself a completely new copy book and I write down my negative thoughts and then I evaluate them. I, I evaluate them on two levels, and this is very effective. One level is that I ask myself, I do the uh, Katie Byron or Byron Katie exercise oh, yeah. where I say, is this truth? Is this the ultimate truth? What would you be if this thoughts or if this wasn't there? And what what does it make you? You know, this asking these questions. Now, I'm not I am not a follower. And I don't do it religiously, I probably do my own version of it, you know, I might have said the questions wrong, but this helped yeah. helped me because what literally you're doing is you are questioning if the validity of your thought, but also you can say you're worried, you know, there's, will this client sign up and your brain is like, no, because of this, or they, you know, they, they don't appreciate you, they don't, or, you know, with you, with your uh, loved one, why are they not reaching out, you know, what's happening? writing down all these theories that the brain is feeding you in this copy and then listening to your authority. I know not every one of us, if you're a mental projector, maybe that's not going to really work for you. But but for me, as a splenic projector, it really does work. For a generator, it really would work, you know. Write this down and, and see what your authority says when you're looking at this, every one of them. And I, my authority, my spleen always says a very quiet yes, On those things that are usually very like, ah no, he's just asleep. (laughs) Went to bed early. That's why I didn't message. You know, this is the kind of stuff. But the brain, the brain will give you all the ideas and very self-defeating. Like, you know, there's no respect for you. You know, there's no love. Always these these things. So this this writing down your negative thoughts. Sometimes we're afraid what's going to come out. But it's a really great exercise because you're taking that out of your mind and you're making it tangible and tangible you can address you can then you know in a way it's like uh, from from a from a big imaginary dragon it just turns into some sort of little bug that you can easily squash if you wanted to i, I know it was a cruel <laughs> example but let's just let's just pretend that it wasn't cruel at all because you have to get rid of that <laughs> thought right if it's an ant or a cockroach <laughs> You know, yeah, um, yeah.
1: no, <laughs> exactly. Well, that's that's part of that's part of. what I, that's a great exercise, by the way, and writing it down. Or if you are a mental projector, speak to someone. If you have to find out an speak to someone and ask them to speak it. You know, reflect it back to you because sometimes the story in our head is way bigger <laughs> than the. Oh, than it's the always way bigger. That's out, what you know, we need we to see. remember. Um, exactly. To,
0: one more thing I want to add: uh, think about so. If you're a triple split, you're a triple split, uh, Mm -hmm. Anita, it will be even harder for you. So it's not like splits are not all the same. You know, Mm -hmm. the way we are connecting is not all the same. So I'm a small split or or basic split, what they call it. So I would be hooked up on one other person. It's very one on one. You know, with the triple split, there is more it's not necessarily this kind of like a duality involved, you know, there is more to it, you know, you need to split Mm -hmm. all the, um, you need to bridge all the splits um, and then this, this energy will flow better. And, you know, and and especially if you're with someone who maybe you have the single definition, then the clarity will come. It will become so much clearer instantly. I see that in action because, you know, I have, I have a friend who is a triple split when we're together, the clarity in his mind, it's like everything is clear and easy. Mm-hmm. The moment we're separate, everything is a com- overthinking again.
1: Exactly. That's that's really great to add because the open head and ajna overthinks because it wants to be certain. The defined head and Ashna is going all the time anyway. So I have some fab fab exercises that I had to learn because with the defined head and asana, um we learn we're designed to be certain but what i found is that if what i've learned to be certain about isn't true for me it can still snag up my energy right so the first thing you know just to know that your mind works regardless of type your mind will process information in its own unique way based on the gates that are activated whether it's defined whether it's open and so knowing that You can now kind of say, oh, when I'm fixated on something, it's for really good reason. It's because I'm trying to grasp for an answer or, you know, I know what I do when I'm out of balance or when I'm in fear. So that what I've said to people now is, hang on a second, to find out ask the question, is that even true? As you just said, with the open head and I would say the question is, is that even mine? Yes, I agree. Someone else this thought that you're processing and that it's snagging up your system. And that's how the energies get funny and um, enmeshed or whatever. And what I started doing recently, which is really interesting, is I found that I've been drawn and you'll be drawn to the different techniques that are perfect for you. So when, after listening to this, you'll say, mm, I wonder what would be the best way for me to calm my thoughts. And you'll find Either you'll hear it here, or you'll Google internet, and suddenly it'll show up for you. Or someone will ring you and say, you know, it'll start the ball rolling for that perfect system to come to you. But I used, I've started using the Wonder method, which is to, was derived by Alan Harriet, which is literally just sitting back and just going, okay, I'm overthinking again. I know I'm overthinking, right? <laughs> so sit back, taking a few breaths, and just going, asking the question. I wonder what this energy in my body might be about without needing to know the answer. Mm. I'm taking off trying to put meaning, meaning on it. I'm taking off the pressure of needing to fix, needing to find meaning, needing to work it out, figure it out. I The story that's keeping me snagged, because remember, it's what I'm thinking about is creating this confusion in my body so I wonder if I just dropped a story if I just literally mentally emotionally and energetically dropped it on the ground and said okay and let acknowledge the emotion that you're feeling it's uh, acknowledge the sensations in your body because what can happen is the story is actually keeping it in place that's true Mind is keeping it in place so when you step back and go I wonder what this is about without needing to know the answer you're acknowledging these feelings instead of fighting them, resisting them, trying to get rid of them, you're, so the more we try to do that, the more we resist, the more we persist, the more we try to stop something, the more we, the more it persists. So it's Oh, that's true,
0: that is true, because you're pushing, you're pushing, you're like holding that door, you know, like in (laughs) Games of Thrones, you're holding the door, you're not actually uh, addressing the issue, you're not you know, all you're doing is you exerting effort mm-hmm. in order to push it away, and that can just lead you to a burnout. And and yes, just sitting with it is is such a much better much better way for me. Journaling, talking at I think projectors actually. Let's just bring it back into like a human design type. Right. In my observation, all projectors, not just mental projectors, benefit with processing things out loud, talking. Mm-hmm out loud. Um, It definitely makes a lot of clarity. When I don't have anyone to talk at, I I journal, but really I was just saying to my daughter this morning, bring on 2040 or whenever it is, because I want to be retired with my own robot. I will talk at it and it doesn't, you know, it can smile and say pleasantries back and whatever, you know, I just want to have, this is my idea for my retirement because Mm -hmm. somebody has to listen for me, to me, for someone has to listen to me, so I process things because I have to talk about one thing about 10 times in order for my brain to process it. It could be, it could have to do with my basic split because we are guys a bit slower. We're a bit slower to get things or maybe it's the third line that needs multiple times to go through the pain to get you know to know how not to (laughs) feel the pain
1: yeah that's a really good point because with the split I have a triple split as you know so my head and asin are defined my g center to throat is defined and my will solar plexus and root is defined I I like to talk it out I like to feel it out and I like to act it out I have three different things going so you can imagine that can be a problem because if head is going one way heart is going another. But with the split, what I found is it takes us longer because we naturally intuit that there's the dots aren't joining up. It's not complete. There's something missing there that we feel. So when we're in balance, we're super at looking at something and going, oh, that doesn't add up. Let's just connect here, connect the dots. When we're out of balance, we feel oh my God, there's something missing. It must be me. The other person is going to fill it for me. Oh my God, what am I going to do? Um, I'm not enough. I need to do something more to be liked or whether, you know, whether whatever type you are, if you have a split, that's how you will feel when you're anxious or in fear um, or stressed. And what's happened is we've kind of no more than with the thoughts we've made them true. With those feelings we've made them true also. Oh, I feel this way. It must be true. And I kind of there. No, no. it's, yes, just it's true. Generating generating those sensations in your body again. That's all. No more meaning. No more meaning. That's why the wonder method can be so cool. So, But you know, it's just, but you're right. It's like learning. Stop diving down the rabbit hole of how it feels it drives me nuts actually i used to i did train to be a therapist and please therapy is fantastic because there's definitely that talk aspect required so i want to make sure that i'm not negating it i find it i found it fabulous but i also and i also found that how does this feel is very confusing to an open solar plexus person because that's might not be their emotion they're looking people search for emotions instead of oh, my heart is closed, or my heart is seizing up, or I'm feeling this stabbing pain in my liver area, you know. It's really, so how does this feel? 50% of the population can't respond to that.
0: I have a completely open emotional center and How do you I, I no do that? emotions are aliens, even on the days when there's transits <laughs> and because I have a 35, so the 36 gets activated on the solar plexus. And then I go to, through this, you know, the, this collective wave, like expectations, expectations crash, expectations crash. And it's, it's, really doing my head in because i honestly have to say i do not understand emotions and emotions like thoughts are liars because it all depends it's a wave you know it's like it's not real feeling so when we're talking about feelings we have to also like separate so emotions is this is something that you experience when we're talking about feelings as well how it feels in your body's feeling definition of feelings right but also like a feeling for another person where there is connection and and this is a different thing but we mix all this into we jumble all this together and -hmm. then we get really confused about what's what and to really understand that emotions this is probably something that brought me into watching transits every day i'm not you know obsessed with with that i'm doing it again this is a vitamin versus painkiller this is my pain i am going to see what transit is bringing because i'm in pain i feel moody i feel and this is an alien for a non-emotional creature like me it's a kind of alien energy but it takes over me because i have it an open center. So it's like a sponge. It takes Mm -hmm. it all in, you know, so how can um, how can it be more of a filter? um i interviewed once uh, Shaney wood on my um visibility by design podcast and she's a manifestor. she was talking she's an emotional manifestor. and she was talking about this be a filter not a sponge but you mm-hmm. are we we end up being sponges you know emotionally if you're open we end up being sponges and here if you don't have certainty or you know inspiration everything comes out and just gets stuck there you know well, and we, we buy into it
1: yeah that's really true and the same principle will work with the emotions as it does with the mind is that my thought the open emotion is is that my is that my emotion is that even mine because be a filter not a sponge i've heard that and i'm there yeah that sounds fab like but how do you do it yes. so you know being you could also say with like we said earlier i'm giving back all these emotions back to that person because the emotional open person is very balanced when when someone is having a a conniption or a blowout the emotional person or the non the person who's open emotionally can be really stable and supportive there when they know the emotion isn't theirs it's very easy to me i see the open emotion as the potential um the rock in the storm you know the 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 rest not even the rescuer that's but they can be the the eye of the needle or the eye of the storm where they kind of say, yeah, I see that I acknowledge that you're really upset about this. Be upset, you know, without taking it personally, without needing. That's how we can filter and not absorb it, right? Not take it in. Um, We've been so used to, oh, I need to carry this. This started when we were kids, by the way, in relationships if our parents were upset or angry, we would try to take the energy to try to make them feel better. The kids only want the parents to feel better, but then what do we do with that, you know?
0: We I think were... one, one important thing is, and, and and again, this brings to everybody, Every we are also uh, resorting a lot to black and white thinking, you know, so it's not that, you can be in the, with somebody who is an emotional or affected by emotions and you, uh you can't sometimes not take it in immediately you know so n- not seeing it that it's never going to happen or how do you train yourself that you just don't No, you will but you recognize that you're doing this this is yeah. it's all about awareness so when the moment you recognize even if you initially reacted that's also okay you know we're humans you can you can pull back, you can correct. I think this whole thing, and this is perfectionism, guys, at its core. You know, we're like, oh, my God, if I reacted, then that's it. You know, I am now affected. And, and then you are on that roller coaster. You know, I don't like roller coasters. I do mm-hmm. not like them. But it mm-hmm. gives me this impression as if, you know, the moment you kind of gave up and then you're like in that cart and card goes down, you have no control, but you have the ch- chance to get out. That was a stop there where you could get out and say, okay, I'm just going to watch you guys doing your stuff there. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. you crazy, don't want to be that, but I'll be there waving at you in support, you know, <laughs> and that's what you want if you have this, mm-hmm. this ability.
1: Yeah, and it's something that you can train to do. I notice myself with open emotion and defined emotion. Defined emotion actually have quite a solid way of processing their emotions. And once you know what that is, like, it's very empowering because you can say, oh, I'm just on a low on my wave or, oh, that person has broken an agreement. Yes, I'm flipping. That's what I do, right? But with the open emotion as well, you have a process of shifting emotions. And when you don't know what that is, it can be really it can be really devastating to a relationship because that's true. It's the, the, what happens what I notice with the open emotion, because I have a couple of them here in my house, is that they might pick up energy, the emotional energy from work. And they come to me and they innately know it's not their emotion. So they're trying to dump it somewhere. So they potentially try to poke me into an argument so that I can process the emotion for them. As opposed to recognizing, as you said, it's not that you won't ever feel emotions, of course we'll feel emotions, but it's that when you know that you can actually say, oh, hang on, is this emotion even mine? Okay, I don't want to tarnish, you know, I don't want to upset my relationship with someone else's crap, basically. So I need to learn a way of releasing that so that I can um, step back into very, very brilliant example of this is stress and work. Stress is fear and anger driven. Fear and anger are the emotions around stress, fight or flight. And you bring it home and suddenly everything at home also looks like a threat. Yes. So you're giving out to people and you're setting up an environment that is toxic in your home. That if you only knew and understood that actually. I'm just stressed. I need to use my my trip from home or from work to home to deregulate or clear these emotions so that I'm not bringing it home with me it's is, really
0: is there any tools or techniques because I love I love that we're saying this but I just want to give our listeners and viewers like practicals do you know of any tools because again we're like okay I need to do that but how I don't know and then it goes into one ear comes out of the other so we need to give them the painkiller the
1: painkiller for this one is brilliant I, I call it um, it's emotional freedom technique it's tapping it's like acupuncture without the needles it gets to the pressure points that allow you to release emotional energy for the day so so literally you could even just start tapping here there's a number of tapping google it like it's everywhere it's all over the internet so you can just start tapping and literally talking about the the problem or the thing the issue that happened in work that you're emotional about or the person that was emotional, they came to you, they walked out the door feeling fantastic, and you're suddenly sitting there worried about their situation. right? That's how you know that how you know you've picked it up. So you just tap all this energy, all this emotional energy that I've picked up today. I completely, profoundly accept myself as I release it now, and you feel the energy going away. You just feel it shifting. And if you don't, go find someone who can help you with it, you know.
0: Actually, yes, I was just going to say I am a one person that a lot of people in my life are people who are into tapping. A lot of very close people, a lot of guides that I follow, a lot of people who help me even energetically. Everybody is into tapping. I can't tap. It's not my thing. And I already gave up now trying because I just know it just doesn't call me. But I have discovered that there's some visual um, guided like uh, guided meditations, visualizations with breathing, usually breathing involved and then some sort of visualization that somehow is so much more powerful. And they calm me down and they allow me to uh, have even small ones. Sometimes, you know, you, you can have a longer one if you really need a total reset or you can have a shorter ones. Um, I follow Elizabeth Peru. She is a cosmic guide based in Australia. Absolutely amazing. I, I, I believe she's my cosmic guide on Earth, really. For the last 10 years, I follow her daily tip-off. And she has a huge library of visualizations, meditations that she guides you through. She is excellent. Um, she has a lot of stuff on Facebook. I am now like being like Elizabeth Peru. I need to show her this you know, video and tell her, hey, Elizabeth, do something for me there no actually no she's already have done a lot but what I'm saying is that you can find like I found my thing that works a person who gives me or or maybe like a library or certain tool that works for me so when I am in that pain um there's a couple of things that I already do even without listening to a meditation because sometimes you know like you just need to remember these things. There mm. they might be things that you don't need to speak. There might be things that you can do very discreetly because, you know, even tapping can be, you know, we, we all so conscious about what's going on in our environment. So you have to find what works for you, but there are things that you can, that work for you. And so I just mentioned to Elizabeth Peru, go to her Facebook page. She does a lot of videos uh, mm. when she talks about, you know, the cosmic energies, if her voice appeals to you, please, please go and check out her meditations. She's absolutely brilliant. You know, so that's something that works for me as long as, as well as the journaling and taking things out of, of my head, you know, and grounding.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. I remember running a stress management program for corporate at one point, and it had to be quick, easy solutions that were so simple, done in minutes. And it's understanding different people's learning styles. You'll find the one for you. I did a mind, I did body, I did emotion, I did energy. And, you know, it's all all part of it. But one of the key things that I think is important to mention here is that the more you look after yourself and manage your inner, your balance, your health, your well-being, your... I, I have a daily practice to do this. The more you do that and know what your baseline is, oh, yes. the much easier it is to determine what's coming coming at you, to you, for you with relationships, so that you can much more easily discern. It's when you're all cluttered up yourself and your fears and your anxieties that you can't tell your. Uh, we would say in Ireland, your arse from your elbow, but you know you you can't tell your. you, you don't know which end is up. Um, So when you start taking responsibility for, for a daily habitual pattern that allows you to stay balanced, you really can really be quickly tuned in. Oh, that's not mine. Oh, that is. And you start playing with your relationships, playing with life instead of being a victim of life. I, I
0: love this. And, you know, we're recording this uh, 2024 just started. 2024 is number eight in numerology it's the eighth universal year. And it's an energy of balance. Uh, yes. It's also an energy of success and entrepreneurship, but only if you stay in balance. And what is it to stay in balance? It's not to overdo. So when you are, you know, over fixated on someone, whether it's work, whether it's relationship, personal relationships, whether it's clients, whether it's how much engagement did your post get, whether it's, you know, you'll, you have this launch that's coming up it's always involves other people that's why your anxiety is so high up the moment you are too 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 hyper fixated on that you're out of balance yeah you have to balance and also you know it it involves more than just that you have to make sure that you physically have you eaten well one of Mm -hmm. the things that i noticed where my projector fixation on the other suffers more is when my wellness is compromised when i'm so you know in my zone that i forgot to regularly eat that day and i only ate once and the next day i'm gonna i'm going to suffer same with my daughter you know we notice this pattern you know the next day i'm gonna suffer because my anxiety will kick in double you know my body is now running on fumes so uh, are you exercising are you physically active are you looking after this this other side you know so you maybe are working on your emotions releasing all that but you are forgetting that there's also physical so the balance is so important and and I find and maybe it's because my my life's number is eight as well so this is kind of Mm. applies to my life generally and I see that I see that and I go into extremes but the moment you go out of balance you're going really out of balance it's not like a tiny little thing you're literally there grabbing on you know to stay on that for your life (laughs) or you're dead and that's what happens and you just don't want this is a painful area this is where you the only person that will hurt will be you one thing that you mentioned and i think that maybe that's what we should wrap this episode up on is the point of neutrality the point of neutrality you said baseline find your baseline find Mm -hmm. where where are you neutral because what i find is that we are all geared and maybe it's a conditioning of some form we're geared to be Aligned in quote marks, like aligned, right? And we feel like alignment is some sort of a ecstasy. It's some sort of like I am super happy right now. I am all this, but but that's not what alignment really is. I think the alignment is actually the point of neutrality. This word keeps coming into my life ever since my husband was sick last year, and and we, you know, my daughter always said to me, "Mom, neutral, no like." extreme sadness and this is the end or oh my god there's still hope you have to that's the only way to approach it that's the alignment because then from that point of neutrality you get clarity Mm. and from the point of clarity then everything is much more in your control you are then becoming a filter not a sponge you are then able to say okay hang on a second this is not mine if you're not in a neutral position you do not know see or can even get whether the question is yours whether the emotion is yours you just can't you're too involved you're too invested you know so this is where i find and then you don't attach meanings when you are neutral you don't attach meanings because you know what not everything means anything not anything not everything means anything at all in fact but we wanted to to mean something so when you train yourself and again it's a muscle and you will suck at it in the beginning and it's going to be very difficult and you will constantly try and attach meanings but if you if you intentionally practice this over time it becomes easier to go back to that baseline which really is the point of neutrality and from that point it's much easier to cut that cord and even as a projector who always, always needs to be connected to that other person, you know, or some specific people, when you're neutral, then you're balanced. And last time when we recorded, we were used to the uh, analogy with a cat. You know, you get back to your catness, you know, projectors are cat, cats. And that, that's, that's where, that's what cats are. They're kind of like, they're neutral. They're like, I'm not engaging in this drama. Well, sometimes they do. And then they go back, (laughs) they go back, and when they do, they lose their dignity, you can see it, you know, they turn into some crazy creatures, but it's not where, that's not where the main Katniss is, right, so, and I think that this, this was very, very important for us, Um, no matter what you, what you are, actually, there's something else comes in, when I started uh, introducing this episode, and I said, tune in if you're not a projector because it's not just about a projector and i was right we were talking about a lot of things that maybe are not necessarily human design related so maybe you didn't learn something like we didn't teach you although i think we said so many we, we made so many connections with human design um but it's also to understand if you're a generator type or a manifest or any any other type not projector be kind to your projectors guys because this is how we operate we are meant to lock into others our in our relationships we lock in with others this is a natural thing so when we're talking about cutting cords and everything this is all about gosh how can i cope with this (laughs) this is my life this is the story of my life i have very little energy and all that energy is focused on you and i have no control over this it's not that i'm i can't just go home and be happy like you are I can't. It's just not going to happen. This is in my nature to be locked on you. So be kind to me and allow me to then deal with myself, you know, try and cut cut course, journal, whatever I'm doing. But be kind. Don't blame me for that. Don't reject me. Don't project at me just because I'm like this. And don't get overwhelmed with me. You know, it's just just happens. I think it's important. And this is the message for every other type, especially generator types, that when you're aware how another person is designed, you can be kinder to them. Same with us projectors. When we're aware that generators can actually retreat uh, and they need to be alone and they need to recharge and no need, there is no need for you to be going there all the time poking at them. In fact, that's where they're going to push you away because you're not giving them a chance to re- recharge. When you understand that their, their existence is about being satisfied within themselves, then you never will say, oh, you're selfish. You never will think even in that direction. You'll kindly allow them to be, you know, and and this is what I think this is the mission of us creating these conversations is that we can be more compassionate to each other, whether it's business, marketing, you know, compassionate to ourselves, of course, and appreciating ourselves, but to each other as well, because we're aware how uniquely we are all designed and how this shows up in the way we are showing up.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I, I agree. I think human design gives us the freedom to know how our energy works so that we can establish needs and stop feeding this stupid relationship ideal in society that is messed up, let's face it. There's more divorces than there are connections, right? So, so so and, and our kids are really struggling with relationships. So So remember when you know how you work, You can express those needs, those non-negotiable needs sometimes to others. And it's much easier for the other to accept then because we're dealing with you and me. We're not dealing with some set of terms and conditions that we should be should be adhering to. We're dealing with you and me. And and oh, my God, I'm just so excited at what this means for relationships moving forward, understanding how your energy works, because energy impacts everything and when you have too much energy that's the fixated when you have too little you don't even think anything you know you zone out and it's just recognizing there are two sides of the same coin which is focus is great, fixated, can be great if it's on the right thing, but if stay it's in in the...
0: balance, yeah, yeah, exactly, stay in balance, yeah, exactly. always bring yourself to balance, to that neutral yes. point where you can have a bit of both, and it's healthy, and, and, you know, you're, you can be still invested in, in everything, yes. but do it in a healthy way, don't over, don't overdo it, and, and always have that you know, this is where again, knowing who you're dealing with in human design is incredible. I uh, joked with my late husband. I, I always said this saved my marriage, although it didn't. We had a great marriage, but you know, the awareness—it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. So, yes, guys, thank you so much for um, listening to us. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have your experiences, please—if you, if there's comments below this video—share with us or reach out to us. Um, Anita Kane, she's a money and prosperity coach. I am. Just Juliet Stapleton and online visibility strategist. You can see our information here on the screen, or you can uh, reach us at anitaking.com and julietstapleton.com. Very simple. It's all very simple. And we will see you in another episode of Lighthouse Projector Series, where hopefully we will dive in on another juicy topic to help you build that awareness and stay in balance. Thank you so much. And bye we